Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show podcast. Hey, this is Matt Breckwald. It is great to have you back. And speaking of great to have back, we've got Gretchen Anderson back on the show, and uh, we're going to be talking all about winterizing your chickens. It is that time of year, and Gretchen, of course, is the author of The Backyard Chicken Fight, as well as Secrets of the Lazy Urban Gardener, and it's always a thrill to have her on the show. So, Gretchen, welcome. Thank you so much for coming back on. Hey Matt, always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, good. I uh, this is one of my well, I I think it's the same for you, but this is uh, definitely one of my favorite times of year when uh, we are transitioning into a new season, and uh, we've got a lot of preparation we've got to get going and and get done for that season. And for those of us who raise chickens and keep chickens, uh, there's some stuff that goes into that, isn't there? Yes, and you know this year we have a lot of brand new chicken keepers, so I'm sure they're worried about their hens going into winter but the great news is matt is that chickens actually fare better in the winter than they do when our summers get so so hot okay interesting when you say they fare better do you mean like survive better or they lay better or how do you mean no good question not necessarily lay better um there are ways to keep your girls laying through the winter if you want to do that or you can just let them naturally rest. Uh, chickens need a certain number of hours each day, 14 hours of, of light each day for their pituitary gland to be stimulated. And then that tells them to ovulate and then they lay an egg. Okay. okay. <laughs> There's the biology behind that. Um, and so a lot of chicken keepers will uh, have lights that go on in their coop early in the morning. And so it will signify to the girls to wake up get some water and get some food and the day is started. So that gives them uh, a longer day of uh, quote unquote daylight. And so they will lay through the, the winter time. There are some other things you can do to keep the girls laying through the winter time. Um, and I, I talk about it in my book, the backyard chicken fight. But um, the, I think the really important things right now, Matt, going into winter is you've got to make certain that you're prepared to keep them from getting frostbite, uh, keep them out of the wind. You don't want your coop insulated, but you do want it ventilated. Okay. But they do want to be out of the wind. So does that all make sense? Well, yeah. So non-insulated, I'm assuming that has something to do with condensation. Absolutely. Because what happens is um, all night long, the girls, they poop. That's why they're called droppings. Uh, because they drop off the the roost, Mm -hmm. and that has a certain uh, amount of humidity in it. They also breathe, and their bodies actually give off humidity as well. And so you do not want that to build up in your coop, because what that does is it attaches to their combs. That's the thing on top of their head, and their wattles. Those are the little things that hang down under their chin. And um, if the humidity attaches to that, and we get down into our single digits like we do quite often here, in our area, then you're looking at frostbite, clear and mm-hmm. simple. That's okay. what happens. Gotcha. And and you're saying single digits, that's when we have to start, or that's when the risk really goes up? Absolutely. And you want to make sure that you keep your eye on your, your girls at that time. One way to keep them from getting frostbitten toes, and that's very prob- problematic, is to make certain that your coop has a two-by-four as a roost. Don't, please don't use dowels. Don't use shelves. Don't use, um, tree limbs. 
that they can wrap their their toes around. What you want is you want the girls to jump up on that wide side, the four side, the two by four side. Okay. Um, so they jump up on those four inches, and actually it's kind of three and what three. Three and, three three and a half, somewhere there, yeah. Yeah, three and a half. They jump up on that, and they can splay out their toes. And when they roost, their breast feathers come down over those toes, and they keep the toes from getting frostbite. So that's really important. If you look down at some of your chickens, if, if this hasn't been the case, and look at their toes, and they're dark, mm-hmm. that's probably an indication that they had, had gotten frostbite. Um, and then... Their wattles and their combs are problematic. If you have any condensation in your coop, then what you want to do is take some Vaseline. And at night, when they're docile, just and it's a two-person job, it's pretty easy. You just throw some Vaseline on your hand and grab a, a hand and just put Vaseline on the comb and on the wattle, the combs and the wattle. Um, that, that will act as an insulator. And then they won't have any, and then you don't have to worry about frostbite. So there are little things you can do. <laughs> that is some serious chicken pampering right there. That, oh, 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 I, I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking backyard chickens, Matt. People, you know, these just uh, aren't back in the day when I had ki- chickens as a kid. Are you kidding me? We would have never done anything like that. Right, but right. so often uh, in this day and age, the backyard chickens become the pets with benefits, you know, egg laying <laughs> pets. Um, and so, you know, this is one way to keep them healthy and, and thriving through the winter. Okay. Well, yeah. So if you, if you are, if you have that relationship with your chickens, then uh, that's a great way to keep that from happening. I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay. The, one other thing that you have to do in the winter time is make certain that they have fresh water, fresh unfrozen water because those little chicken brains don't know enough to peck through the ice to get to the water so you got to keep your water from freezing and however you do that uh is up to you you can buy water heaters or just swap it out every single day but you know water freezes in a certain amount of hours Mm -hmm. if we get cold it'll freeze so there is a there is instructions in the backyard chicken fight on how to make a homemade water heater and they work perfectly i've been using one for 10 years Oh, and it really? cost me probably six bucks to make. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, that is that is way worthwhile because, I mean, we have we purchased a heated water tank for our chickens and for their water, but uh, you're right; those things are pricey. They are. They're pricey, and some of them are a little uh, technical to use. It's difficult to fill them and then screw everything back together, and you know, if, if it's just one one. Um, you say a tank. I've seen the water fonts that are heated, mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't buy those to save my life. I think they're – honestly, I think they're worthless. Mm. <laughs> they're just too difficult to use. Interesting. Okay. Well, well, I'll definitely check that out as well. And and if you're not a craftsman, can you put this thing together? Oh, hey, I'm not a craftsman, and I put it together. Okay. super easy. It involves a popcorn tin, a shop light, uh, a brick – and some um, metal, some metal snippers. Okay. Easy peasy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Now you talked about ventilating, uh, making sure the coop is ventilated. How much ventilation are we talking about, or how much do they need to keep that humidity from building up? That's a good question because all of our coops 
are different sizes, yeah, and we all have different number of chickens. So the requirement changes for everybody's individual needs. I would just say one thing: you got to keep them out of out of the wind. You know, you got to have a coop that keeps them mm-hmm. safe and out of the wind. And then if you have cracks in the boards or a false roof or something where the 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 air can circulate, you're good. Okay. Or if you have a little window. Yeah, you just need to you need to be able to have fresh air getting in there all the time. Um, I was thinking one other thing that is important in the winter is to not use a heat lamp in the winter. Hmm. I've seen way too many coop fires. Okay. And unless you get down, you know, <clears throat> sub-zero temperatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's and you've got a big coop and you you know what you're doing then I would say, okay, maybe. Like my, I'll say my sister in Albion, Idaho, it gets down below zero often. Mm-hmm. And she winters her girls in their greenhouse. You'd think in the greenhouse it would stay warm. Well, still, it, it gets pretty cold there. So she's thinking about rigging a, a heat lamp on a timer that would just go on to warm the air a little bit and then go off. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. So the risk of fire... Uh, outweighs the potential benefit of adding some heat to the coop in most circumstances. Absolutely, and Matt, think about it. We see we see wild birds around all the time in the winter time. They're yeah. fine. They've got their own feather coats on, you know, and and that's why actually chickens do better in the winter than they do in the summer mm-hmm. um, because they're they're well insulated. It's just their feet and their waddles and their combs that you have to watch out for, and when they're up and moving and they're eating, the blood is circulating, so you don't have to worry about their little feet being too cold. And Mm -hmm. chickens are a little weird about snow. You know, I've seen some that will go out in the snow and others that, you know, peek their head out and go, "Mm -mm, no, I'm not going to go out there. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the same at our place. When we get a a lot of snow, the chickens stay right there in the uh, the coop. Yeah. (laughs) No snow-loving chickens there. Yeah, that's okay with me because when we get a lot of snow and it's cold – that seems to be when our fox pressure goes way up. Uh, it gets a lot higher because they're hungry. So if they want to stay in the coop, I'm fine oh, with it. Yeah, I bet. I yeah. bet. And predators. That's a, yeah. that's a whole other show, That is. Isn't it? it really is. <laughs> Dealing I, with predators. Now, I wanted to ask you this. I know that people who are living in city limits and have backyard chickens probably don't have roosters. Matter of fact, they, you could say, but they're probably prohibited from having roosters, right? Yes. Okay. Do you know, because I'm curious about this, do you know that if if you are in a situation where you can run a rooster with your hens and you're doing that, are they seasonal breeders, meaning if you're running a rooster with them during the winter and they're still laying, are they still laying fertilized eggs or is that only going to start back up in the spring? Oh, that's such a good question. And honestly, Matt, I don't have the answer to it because with backyard chickens, we don't have roosters. Right, it's just not a so factor. So that isn't anything I've encountered. I, You know, I as a kid, I had a rooster with with my 22 hens, and um, it, seemed like he, it, seemed like, it seemed like he did a lot of breeding <laughs> all year long. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, I, assume, so I don't know. That's yeah, a good question. I would assume he would continue. I just don't know if there's something where... I, you know, if the eggs continue to get fertilized all year round, I don't know something because uh, all the hatches and the incubation and all that happens in the spring, it seems like, and then it just it stops, it shuts off. And uh, we have an incubator now, and I want to continue incubating and and hatching new chickens. I'm just curious about that, but I will research that myself. 
Now let me let me ask you about feed. Uh, so as we're going into mm-hmm. winter and we're getting them ready for winter, do we need to do we need to change feeds? Do we need to increase protein or increase energy or something like that in their feed rations? Absolutely. Um, right now, you likely have your girls on a 16% protein um, lay pellet or a lay crumble, and use that up. And then once that's gone, switch to about 20%, and that will help them uh, fuel themselves through the winter and through the colder months. So that's what we do, mm-hmm. and that's what all chicken keepers should do. And then we also supplement with corn in the winter time, because what what cracked corn does for the girls, and we do this, we say graining the girls, you know, before it gets too cold mm-hmm. uh, in the evening. And I always put mine out in a line because I don't want them pooping all over it. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, we, uh, we grain the girls right before they go to bed because what that does is they ingest the corn, it stays in their crop, and that burns all night long. Mm. And what that does is actually elevates their body temperature and keeps them warmer. And if you are laying eggs, you know, you want your female, your hens laying eggs over the winter, that's the best way to get an egg the next day anecdotally is what i've learned <laughs> okay keeping yeah. keeping that uh, so inter- corn is great okay so keeping that internal furnace kind of burning overnight that's the best way to get that egg the next day absolutely um and conversely you don't want to use corn in the summertime because you don't want to raise their body temperature in the summertime they're already mm-hmm. warm enough hmm. interesting do you when you uh when you spread the corn out do you do it right in the coop or do you do it outside the coop I do it outside, okay. outside the coop, and they, they ingest it, you know, they, they eat it within about 15 minutes, and that's what you want. So you do about an eighth of a cup to a quarter cup per girl. Okay. Um, I know you have a lot of hens, so that's kind of, ooh, you're going to have to ballpark that one. Yeah. But, um, you know, for four, four hens, I can do a cup, and, and they'll eat all that within about 15 minutes, head to the coop, and... Um, uh, if there's any left over, then the next day I decrease the amount. Okay. Yeah, like all my questions on this show, they're all selfishly based. I'm I'm picturing <laughs> where our chickens are outside of our coop. Our cows and our goats uh, can get in there during the winter. They'll be they'll have access. So if I lay out that corn, there the chickens are going to be competing with the goats and with the cattle. So I got to figure out another right. spot. Okay. Right. You could you could do it in the coop if you wanted. Yeah, and that's. Fine I mean, we all have idea. to do stuff. I do it outside, so it you know, it it all depends on what your situation is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that because I want to keep that egg production up. As a matter of fact, we're we're selling some eggs, and uh, I am wondering what's going to happen as production starts to wane off. And so uh, that I am going to try all of these tips this year and keep that going. Okay, so here's what I would say to somebody in your shoes. Okay. Get get some good rope light. Rope light is probably the safest. Depending on how big it is, you might need two strands of rope light. Set it on a timer and just have it go on at about uh, 5.30 in the morning. And that would be enough light for them for the okay. whole day. Um, and then you can set the timer to turn it off as well. Um, and then... At night, for certain, grain the girls. I I learned that when I was teaching at one of the libraries, and there was a chicken keeper there. He mm-hmm. said, you know, I grain my girls before they go to bed in the winter time, and my egg production 
exploded as a result. Okay. And, and so, so I started doing it, and sure enough, it was amazing. And cracked corn for that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Don't I, do um, don't do hand scratch. Do cracked corn. Cracked corn. I'm doing that. Straight okay. cracked corn. Yeah. Is now when is there a certain temperature range when we should start that? Like is now okay at the beginning of October uh, with the temperatures we're seeing now, or should we be waiting till it's colder? I would. I, I think you could wait a little bit longer. Or has your has your egg production already fallen off? Fallen off? No, I think I think we're still we're still steady. We're still steady. Yeah. Yeah. When it falls off, then start then start okay. that. But we're just in the range, Matt, where there is just barely enough sunlight for the pituitary glands to be stimulated. Okay. So yeah, the the farther we get into October, um, the the more likely the girls are going to fall off in terms of laying. Okay. And using that rope light, the the color of the light inside the coop doesn't make any difference. It's just just ambient light. It it. Uh, I would say use a, a white light if you can. Oh, really? Okay. So not yeah. red or amber yeah. or something like that. But no, white. no, uh-uh. And I would never, I would never leave a light on all night long with hands like the hatcheries do and the you know the big egg pro- producers do. Okay. That that messes with a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then they, you know, they only keep their birds for about a, a year or two and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Two at the most. Okay. Yeah. So not all night and white light. And that light should come uh-huh. on around 530 uh-huh. in the morning or so. Yeah, 5 o'clock in the morning. It'll look like they're having a party out there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then just have it come off at like 9 a.m. Okay. And then you're, you're guaranteed to have enough light out there for them. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I love all these tips yeah. because, uh, you know, like I said, we started selling eggs. And then we had a we had fox problems, and it reduced our number of chickens. And then all of a sudden, now we're not getting to consume any of our own eggs because we're selling all of them because we're we don't we're not producing as many eggs as we were. So I need to get things ramped oh, back. Yeah, I need to get things ramped yeah. back up. Okay, these are great. You tips. know, I don't think it would hurt them if you started the the cracked corn now. Okay, give that a go and see what happens. I'd love to hear back from you on that. Okay, I I am going to try that. Yeah. And we we before we had the fox problem, we incubated a bunch of eggs, and those chickens are just starting to lay. Uh, the ones that that we incubated, so um, that's exciting. They're just kind of coming online now. So, how many roosters did you get out of those? I think we wound up with three roosters and. Uh, another seven laying hens so we got really lucky in that respect and uh, and then after that we had more fox problems and i haven't been able to incubate since because we haven't had the egg supply and so but we're getting but we will soon as soon as we get everybody up and going and and things are back to where we need it to be okay um question about the roosters did you just butcher them no uh we still got them we kept them yeah. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, good for you. And I don't know. I don't know. It's probably, I don't know if that's the right or the wrong way to do things. But we can keep roosters. I like to hear them crow, and I want to. Uh-huh. I want to continue to hatch eggs, so we want them fertilized. And we've got these three roosters, and they seem to be doing okay together. So uh, that good. Yeah, that's perfect. No need to butcher them then. Yeah. So everything everything's going well so far. So yeah, we'll keep yeah. an eye on it. But uh, yeah, so nice. I, it's one of my, you know, it's funny 
chickens and I understand I was kind of I was kind of laughing when you talked about uh, putting on the the Vaseline uh, but I understand why people get attached I mean we've got in my place we've got a lot of livestock and and we're we're kind of moving in the direction of a more traditional farm um, but man the chickens are a lot of fun and you do get attached and uh, you enjoy them and my wife and daughter name them I tell them not to but they do and uh, I know <laughs> yeah. so I, I get it I get it uh, they can be a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch and, and to keep mm-hmm. they are and uh, you know now that I have them this this spring and through the summer I've enjoyed them uh, I I have learned that I don't want to free range my chickens at all. I want to keep them in a run. I don't want chicken poop all over the patio. Right. I have all the benefits of enjoying them <laughs> as well as uh, the eggs. One other thing that I'm experiencing for the first time is that I have a broody hen. I've never uh-huh. experienced that until now. Yeah. So okay. many years. Um, so I'm going to do a little video thing for DMB on broody hens. Oh, very good. Well, we'll all all tune in yeah. and watch that. Um, and and do you just kind of let that run its course? Is that what you do? Absolutely, Matt. It's nothing. It's it. It's like pecking order. You cannot train it out of them. You can't. It, it's just you just have to let it run its course. The one thing you have to do is shoo them off the nest so that they get food and water because they'll mm. just stay on the nest. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I go out there a few times a day and just huck them out of the huck her out of the nest box, and she goes, "Oh, food!" She eats the food, <laughs> gets a little bit to drink, and then she's she's like right back into the nest. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. what what else do we need to know with winter coming up, and with uh, you know us caring about our chickens and wanting to take care of them and keeping them producing? What else? What have I what have I not asked you that we need to know? I think we've covered about everything you need to know. You need to know that the water freezes and you can't have them uh, going for water when it's frozen. We have to up their protein in the wintertime. We need to make certain that they have a uh, a roost that is wide enough for them to splay out their toes and keep them warm. And certainly not a, a shelf or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to roost so that we, do, we can call them dropping. Um, and then... You want to keep them out of the wind, uh, but make sure your coop is ventilated. Well, Gretchen, where can folks go to find your books and to uh, to learn more about you and, and to get your knowledge? Hey, the best place is uh, DMB Supply to find the book. And then you can pop onto the DMB website, and there are recorded videos of wintering hens and keeping hens in the spring and uh, there are lots of great videos there as well as um, I do little one-minute videos uh, from my garden, from my kitchen, because I'm an advanced master food safety advisor as well as an advanced master gardener. And so there's lots of good little quick tips there that you can gather from uh, the DMB website. Awesome. That's great. Gretchen, I love having you on the show. You're a great guest and you have so much knowledge. Thank you so much for coming on and doing it again. Always a pleasure. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, and here's to you and your chickens this winter. And hey, enjoy your Western lifestyle, however you define it.